the Koi Gig Pod. As I said before, it's about momentum and gaining fans and gaining the support. And I think the girls have done that. It's another massive step for women's football. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Kathy McNamee, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, guys. Doing all right. How are we all? So the front pages of all of our newspapers uh, are, it's basically the photograph of Katie McCabe over talking to Vera Pau. And um, I'm wondering, uh, have you, have you been, uh, are all the team functions finished now? They're on their way home. Or has there been anything extra that has happened since the press conference yesterday where Vera explained what had happened? Um, so there's been nothing extra beyond social media from the players. Uh, Katie McCabe obviously posting the emoji of the zipped face. And then Denise O'Sullivan also tweeted mentioning um, distractions off the pitch. Uh, so those are the only things that happened. But the team are heading back this evening, possibly on my flight. I'm not entirely sure. They're either on the one just before me or the same one. And um, yeah, there won't be anything then again until the homecoming on Thursday in Dublin. And do we expect the homecoming to be... Um... That, that have made peace by then or do we think that there's going to be like a fist fight on the stage well we were discussing this a couple of the journalists that are over here last night once we kind of all finished our duties for the evening like could you imagine going back to the team hotel even with these people for the guts of two months you've lived in each other's pockets you have Vera Powell going into a press conference mentioning that Katie McCabe wanted Sinead Farrelly off the pitch and Everyone is just wrecked and kind of just probably wanted to unwind a little bit what the sort of atmosphere is going to be in the room during that. So um, I imagine by the time Thursday rolls around, they will all have been instructed to slap on a smile and all look jovial and friendly. But yeah, it's certainly not the story that we wanted to be talking about whenever we finished our World Cup. Um. I'm definitely in two minds about this, whether or not it's a big deal or not. It's hard to tell, right? Like, it's only a big deal if it continues on. If they've sorted it out and they both come out and say, yeah, look, we were, you know, exactly to that point. We'd been living in each other's pockets for two months. We'd had enough of each other. We've we've talked it out and now we're grand. Uh, or it's like, well, you overstepped your mark. You threw me under the bus. I can never forgive you type thing. Either of these outcomes mm. and everything in between are on the table for us here. Yeah, well, see, the thing is, like, I didn't think the initial incident was that big a deal. You know, Katie and Vera have said quite a few times that they've come to blows over like what the right thing is to do for the team. And they both have very like strong feelings on that, but also they respect each other. And, you know, whenever they have these disagreements, it's just because they care about the team. I think that was all fine. Katie McCabe obviously doesn't have the power to tell Vera when to make substitutes, but sometimes players shout at managers and ask for certain things. That's not all that strange. It was the follow-up from Vera where she specifically name-dropped a player saying that that was a player that Katie wanted off, which puts a certain focus on it rather than just laughing it off, giving a straight statement and being like, look, heat of the moment, it's fine, I don't care. That would have made it totally different. But then by her naming a player and then by Katie tweeting what she did, it just added fuel to this fire. So it could be a case that they come out in a couple of days and they say, look, heat of the moment sort of stuff, it's all fine, water under the bridge, but... I don't know. After I saw the Denise O'Sullivan tweet talking about distractions off the pitch as well, I was like, this seems like it's going a little bit deeper in the team because the only distractions off the pitch that we had were kind of related to Vera. So what what is she trying to say? 
Well, we did also have the Columbia thing, which might have been a distraction for her, where she was rushed to hospital and was crying in the hospital, worried about her participation in the World Cup. So that's potentially one of the things she was referring to there. However, I suspect that they're talking about um, being asked about Vera's time in America, which predates her time in Ireland, and uh, on the eve of the World Cup, not being asked about the World Cup. So uh, just need to, you know. The other thing is, Denise O'Sullivan was very honest in her uh, post-match assessment after the game. I played well, but I didn't play well in the first two games. And like that's true. You know, she has been disappointing mm-hmm. in this World Cup. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I've said this several times when I've been on with you guys that, you know, most of the time you come off watching a match and she is one of the players that you're picking out as having performed well. And she didn't those first two games. I mean, she still performed well, but not the levels of Denise O'Sullivan that we expect. And I think what you saw last night was that she was playing in a role that much more suited her, a role that she much preferred, a role that allowed her to get on the ball and in those attacking positions more. And she was delighted with herself when we were talking to her about it. You know, she couldn't have been more happy. And we have been kind of speculating throughout the World Cup, like, oh, maybe she's still carrying a bit of a knock from that Columbia game. Maybe she's just not, like, confident or hasn't hit her stride, whatever it might be. But it seems like maybe she just wasn't playing in the right position to actually give herself the chance to be the Denise O'Sullivan that we all know and love when it comes to her football. And had she not played in the same position across the qualifying campaign when she was a standout performer for us, though? Uh, No, she had, but she was also able to get a lot higher forward more of the time. So she had been swapped into that more attacking role than the defensive midfield role, which she like was for most of this uh, tournament. Just for context, Kathleen, just on that press conference, because I didn't see the press conference in, in its entirety, when Vera, everyone's saying, you know, Vera Powers named the player uh, Sinead Farley. So what she what she said was everybody was doing so well. Was everybody wanting to take the best player off? Like, did did she actually name check Sinead Farley, or or, or is the uh, I guess assumption that she was talking about Sinead Farley? No, Sinead Farley was name checked completely. Okay. Was she asked? <laughs> no like, was. was. Was it a question? Who was who did Katie want taken off, or was it like unprompted? It, no, it was more, uh, I think at some stage she was asked to elaborate a little bit more on what she meant whenever she said about the best player. No one wants to take off the best player. She was asked to elaborate on that a little bit more because everyone was like, well, who are you counting that as? You know, it could have been several players on the night. Um, and then that's when she said it. Right, I mean, so- it was it was her choice to specifically say one player. Yeah, but she's asked the question. She has to answer it. Or like, she doesn't have to answer but- it. She could lie. But we do know she she always answers questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also don't think you say in a press conference in that way without putting one of your players or you're selling out one of your players by going, she wanted the best player on the pitch off. Because then you're questioning, well, why does she want the best player on the pitch off? Who is the best player on the pitch? Is that like, is there a tactical reasoning behind it? Like maybe because that's one of the things that we've talked a lot about with Katie in this tournament is who's the person that's dropping in behind her whenever she goes up forward and Sinead Farley was doing a lot of that last night so maybe that was the reason why but like it just it was at best poorly worded and unthought out way of talking about it I think Um, and like how much responsibility is Katie McKay so this is the other thing is like so captains obviously can say what the hell they want right and it's up to the manager to take on board but equally like can they say what they want? I don't know. Get get Sinead Farley off. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, well, but see, that's the thing. We don't actually... So we were told someone we knew was sitting behind the goal and what they heard Katie say was, "I we, should, we need fresh legs. And that's apparently what she was shouting at Vera consistently. Now, she might have said something about Farrelly. I don't know, but it, it's... We don't know exactly what was said one way or the other and that's a really hard thing. Like, I'm just basing it off what I've been told and what I know... I think like a player can shout on the bench and be like, we need fresh legs. I don't think that's that big of a deal. The manager's either going to be like, keep running or, you know, fair enough, maybe we do. But like if she, I don't know if Katie's going to be standing on the side of the pitch when Sinead Farley is probably like a couple of meters away from her screaming, like get her off as well. Like that doesn't really make sense in my mind considering how she was playing at the time. Yeah, although I don't think Vera Powell's making up um, that she she meant... Sinead Farley either so maybe maybe they'll have to come out and uh, confirm this I don't know I wonder you know Penny for Sinead Farley's thoughts in all this not not feeling particularly backed either by captain or manager yeah well it's funny because like Tony O'Donoghue on RTE asked Katie before this all happened before the press conference happened very innocent question about Sinead Farley playing the 90 minutes and Katie said it was great she was asked the same question by the um, newspaper journalists again before the press conference happened gave similar answers about it being great and the fact that she's come through so much and it was brilliant to see her get the 90 minutes. So it's just kind of funny that in all of this, that was some of the questions she was asked when this was all, the storm was all brewing like about 10, 15 minutes later whenever the press conference started. I was thinking during the game itself, Kathleen, I was like, I know Vera Pau doesn't rush to make substitutions, but that this all happens and kicks off, if you want to use that phrase, on 70 minutes. I think it's the 83 minutes then when she... So she takes... Shiva and Larkin on for Lily Eigen, Heather mm. Payne. So it's it's even at that stage, 15, 13 minutes later, it's not Farley who's <laughs> who's never consideration. I'm not saying that's stubbornness on Vera Pau's behalf, but like the subs certainly were slow to come. Yeah, no, they were. And this is something that we talked about last night on the Koi Gig podcast in the sense that we probably complained a lot against Canada that the substitutes came far too early, whereas it felt like yesterday they came far too late to actually make any sort of impact on the game. We probably did need that change. Not saying necessarily we need the fresh legs, but I think we did need a little bit of a change up around that 70-minute mark to give us a bit of a chance because compared to the other two games where those last like 10-15 minutes, there was a clear like urgency from the team in terms of heading for goal and trying to get that win we didn't really have that in the same way and I feel like if we had made some of those changes a little bit earlier we possibly would have built up that momentum but again I'm also not paid to be the Irish manager so I can almost I can understand why I know people are almost splitting into two camps here it's not quite at the level of Saipan but like I can almost understand where Vera is coming from in that she is asked the question she as you say she's going to answer the questions because she generally does um, and Katie, like I agree with you, I think Katie has every right as captain to to suggest something to a manager, maybe in a respectful way, go over and have a a, a little one on one chat. Suggest maybe she Sinead Farley could come off if she, if she feels she's getting tired. That's fair enough, but it's it's the social media stuff and it's the it's the carrying on of it. I think that that maybe players could could stand up and maybe realise this is going to cause this to to stretch even further. Oh yeah, like whatever she meant by the tweet, it just totally added petrol to this whole sort of situation. It probably would have been like a talking point and a discussion point, but I don't know would it have been the same 
level of I mean like I was on the show last night with Gavin Cooney and uh, Joe and like I think we spent about 40 minutes talking about it but like that wouldn't have happened probably without that tweet so it definitely was a rash thing to do in the moment and I like I saw it and I was like that's gonna be deleted so I'm gonna take a screenshot (laughs) of it just to make sure I'm not going mad for lack of sleep but it was still up hours later and I was like well does it also make it worse then if you do post it and it's too late and you delete it then you kind of saying quite obviously that something has gone wrong um so yeah it's it's just so annoying like it just feels like every step of this world cup we you know we should be sitting here today this morning reflecting on our tournament working out how well or if it, it went or it didn't go thinking about Vera Powell's contract in like a footballing context. And instead it's like, once again, we finished something momentous. We finished something historic and there's some sort of rumbling on scandal or some sort of clarity that needs to come from the team. And it just seems like it's been so consistent over the last, like basically since we qualified in Scotland, like there's just always been something else to talk about rather than the football. That's the, that's the point. Like the, the this team, just yesterday, drew with Nigeria. Courtney Brosnan makes a Gordon Banks-esque save, which, which we should be talking about. And yet it's all hidden because of a petty, stupid little minor thing that, that I don't know, it feels like it didn't have to be public. No, it definitely didn't. And I think that like maybe with hindsight, they'll be able to say that this is just all heat of the moment sort of stuff. They've had a conversation. It's all fine. But also... It's partly fueled as well by the fact that Vera's contract situation is so up in the air. And as a result of that, we're asking the players, well, do you want Vera to stay on? And then we're looking for their reactions to these sort of things. So it's just a jumble of stuff that's all coming to a head at once. And a lot of this could have been cleared up and dealt with a long time ago. And we would have less of an issue now just after like the day after we finished our first ever World Cup. Yeah, well... I guess the FAI are trying to play it both ways. They wanted to see what was going to happen at the World Cup and if Vera had a sensational World Cup, then it would have been inevitable that she would have had to get a new contract. I think what's happened is that uh, they haven't had conclusive evidence one way or another. We've had a better World Cup that you would expect in a group where there are two teams ranked as high above us as them and it turned out Nigeria might have been the most exciting team in the group. Um, So... Uh, maybe we have underperformed, maybe we've overperformed. I guess we we won't know until a new manager comes in and has the same group of players Mm. and either uh, qualifies us playing a swashbuckling style of football where Denise O'Sullivan and Katie McCabe are free to rampage. You know, it'll be very interesting to see Mm. if anybody can find a way to make that happen. I think maybe there's a... Yeah, well, there's... This is the thing, like, I don't know, you guys might have a better sense of it being on the ground at home in Ireland, but I know, like, I'm getting loads of messages from people giving off about the fact that I'm trying to, like, kick Vera to the curb and how she's done great things, like, qualifying us for the World Cup and, like, we probably did perform to about the standard that we could in the matches that we played. And, like, this is what I was trying to make clear last night, is that when I was saying I was uncertain about Vera, it wasn't so much the footballing issues it was all the stuff around it that I was like I think a clean slate is probably needed now going into the next tournament if that's possible and if there's someone there that can step into the role but like footballing wise I think you can look at this tournament and you would be totally fair to give Vera a new contract for the next 
like campaign I think she wants to go to the Euros that's the general contract length um I don't think that would be totally out of the question or all that surprising considering what she has done with this team I don't think I'm jumping the gun by by talking about this because the, the I'd be shocked at this stage if Vera Powell signs a new contract personally but uh, David Kelly's writing in the Irish Independent uh, today Kathleen say, mentioning Tom Elms's name as someone who's very popular with the players and it's, ju- it's just a passing paragraph to be fair in his piece but popular with the players I guess will be continuity as well like are there names being thrown around the mix already I, I know they haven't even had their homecoming yet so it, it is a bit premature but like would Tom Elms be be someone that would be a popular choice? Uh, I th- I think he would be a popular choice. I mean, we actually did a really good episode of the Koi Gig podcast with him back when we first started. Really, really interesting guy. Really focused. He worked with the under-16s team before he came in to the Irish setup full-time after we qualified for the World Cup. And one of those people who, within the Irish football setup, is very like focused on what they're doing on the pitch, but also what they're doing off it. So... You know, he helps has helped set up structures to make sure that girls, even if they're going through elite systems, are still getting like degrees or getting something that's going to sustain them for the rest of their career. Because as we know, in women's football in particular, there aren't a lot of pathways to go and make like major money. You're probably going to need a, a job at some stage of your life. He is very popular. I mean, he's the one whenever a player is going on the pitch to substitute, he's the one down there giving them their kind of final words of advice. Um, he He's a name that I've suggested to a few people to just see reactions and I haven't gotten all that much back from it. Um, I've also heard Eileen Gleason's name mentioned in there and I know for like she is someone who for a long time has wanted to be in that coaching setup and is obviously now working within the FAI in um, her women's football role. There's also been some talk of getting someone in from England, but I feel like that would be a little bit more difficult because you would probably have to sell the project a little bit more. But I mean, it is an exciting time coming in. Just qualified first World Cup, Euros possibly down the line, a couple of our younger players going into the WSL. You know, I, I don't think it's an entirely horrendous project for someone to take on. Is it not a brilliant job? So why why would you have to sell it? Well, I just think in terms of some of the names that are being mentioned are probably like lower league WSL teams, possibly or like upper level championship. And I don't know, eh, like taking on an international job is a very specific thing. And some of the names are a little bit younger than I would have expected. And sometimes that can be a harder sell for a younger manager, I think um especially on the women's side of things and there is also the side of it that like I don't know would you want someone coming in who is going to commit completely to all levels of the game in Ireland so that we can make sure that we're you know growing everything from the ground up and not get into a stage where we're kind of just like focused on one element of it and not having a track of people coming through the other so side, I suppose. That's definitely the FAI. I, I, and I, I would agree with you 100%. The best thing for them to do is to find somebody who understands our system and is, is committed to to growing it. Like, that's long-term, exactly what we should be doing. But I, I surely it's a very attractive job. Or have events over the last couple of months soured potential candidates from the UK? Mm, no, I don't think it's like that the events over the last while has soured candidates from the UK it's just from having general discussions um it I get a sense that from some people they think it might be like 
something that you need to work a little bit harder on than maybe getting someone from Ireland who is more involved in the setup for a longer time. But I don't think it's necessarily like a bad convincing. It's like more, uh, we just have to like, explain our project. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, I guess then we don't want those people. <laughs> we want someone to be enthusiastic about <laughs> it. Like, you know. Well, you don't like... I mean, having to explain a project doesn't necessarily mean that someone's not going to come in and be entirely enthusiastic and absolutely love the team. And I mean, like Vera probably had to be convinced to come on board with the Irish squad initially. And when you look at her attitude when she first came in compared to like a couple of months and a couple of years down the line in terms of how much she fell in love with the team and fell in love with Ireland and the way she talked about it. It's not unusual to expect that from someone who's coming from the outside in, I suppose. Fair enough. John Breen on Twitter says, Risha Little John was our player of the tournament. Who was our player of the tournament, do you think? Um, I don't think he's far off saying it could be Risha. I mean, it has to be Katie, like, realistically, mm-hmm. in terms of the performances that she put in. But I think in terms of a player that you wouldn't have expected to perform to the standard she did, Risha 100% was incredible in every game she played. Particularly last night, I thought, when a lot of other players were missing passes, she was in there every single moment, clearing up for people, making really, really good tackles, really good awareness, um, really, really commanding in that midfield when we needed her to be with Denise pushing up that little bit higher. So, yeah, I, I've been really impressed with her during this tournament and I have to hold my hands up because I was one of the people that was saying I don't I didn't know how fit she was going to be for this tournament or how she was going to perform, considering the fact she didn't play for a club for the last couple of weeks of the season but uh, it seems the rest did her the world of good because she's had a really great tournament Courtney Brosnan, Courtney Brosnan as well, as yeah, well. Sorry, go on, yeah yeah <laughs> snap <Touch wood. laughs> from the other side of the road um, yeah Courtney as well definitely I mean player of the match last night it was actually a really nice moment whenever it was announced it was after the game ended which is kind of unusual and the team were having their huddle and Vera with Katie were giving their speeches and it was announced over the PA and everyone just kind of started jumping on top of Courtney and spraying her water bottles and I suppose we haven't had a lot of opportunities to get really excited and celebrate because we've only had that one goal. So it was nice that that was kind of the final moment that the team had together on the pitch before leaving. Uh, is this your final dispatch? It is my final dispatch. I was saying to Cameron before I came on, I'm glad you can't see my room currently because I am trying to put three weeks of clothes and some that severely need a wash after the three weeks uh, in my bag since I'm flying out tonight. So it's about, what well, time is it? six o'clock here and I fly at 10 to 3 a.m. So, oh, hours, yeah. 10 to 3 a.m. Oh, my God. Not, <laughs> not the nicest time to yeah. be flying. But at least you can sleep and sleep yep. and sleep and then come back refreshed. Yeah, exactly. I arrive into Dublin, I think, at 8 a.m. Wednesday night. So it's not too bad. If anyone wants to organise me, you know, a big homecoming, all my fans want to converge on the airport. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there, there is a funny possibility that I am on the team... Uh, playing, which would be kind of hilarious coming well, into Dublin. I think at that stage, I would just be like hood up trying to like get no, out. No, 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 no. This is the greatest <laughs> reporting opportunity of all time. Pay for the Wi-Fi and, and live tweet the interactions. That's exactly what should happen. Yeah, <laughs> that has been the running joke. If you just imagine the, the feeling in the airplane. You'd be coming all the way down from business class to my economy seat. So you'd just be like, oh, can I just go through those curtains there? I just want to track something really quickly. Kathleen, <laughs> uh, you were our player of the tournament, 100%. Great work, great World Cup. Congratulations, well done, safe home. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, guys. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.